Ripping the ones and twos with the hottest new joints. What a cool DJ, DJ, DJ. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your man, DJ P Dog, back on the mic once again. Listen, it's. I hate that I got I go through these periods of time where it's like too much space between the time where between my episodes. Man, it's been crazy over my way. The allergy season is here, and they have been knocking me out. Okay, if you know anything about allergies, seasonal allergies, you know what it is. And I told you guys I just moved not too long ago, and I'm surrounded by trees and woods. I'm talking about my entire porch is like layered yellow. The pollen is so thick you can cut it with a knife. And and it's been ridiculously crazy. But I'm I'm back. And in this episode, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring on uh, my guy. I've been talking about him for a while. My man, Rashad King. We're going to be talking about his album, um, Nintendo Days. We're going to be talking about who he is and all that good stuff. But before we get into all of that good stuff, let me tell you guys that this show is brought to you by DJPDog.com. You can go to my website, DJPDog.com. You can check out all the episodes of the podcast here. You can check out uh, my tour dates where I'm going to be coming to very soon. And you can book me on my website as well as DJPDog.com. Everything is there, all right? Hey, listen, I got a lot of great things that are coming up. That I want to to get you guys abreast onto what's happening uh, this week. Um, this week is Passion Week, where we celebrate Easter. For us as Christians, as believers, we celebrate the resurrection. And I've got several events that I'm doing this week here in the RDU area, and I want to let you guys know about them right quick. One, I'm going to be um, this Saturday. I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina, this Saturday morning at the Boys Club. For Epic Easter in Raleigh. Then on Sunday morning here in Durham, North Carolina, I, w- I want to invite all of you guys who are listening. If you're in the RDU area, you don't have a place to go worship on this Sunday morning. You can join me at my church, Grace Park Church. We are over at 112 Broadway Street here in Durham, North Carolina. Church service starts at 1030. We invite you guys to come out and hang out with us this Sunday. And then right after, right up the street, downtown Durham Central Park, we have Durham Easter. That'll be starting at 1230. We're going to have food trucks, Easter egg hunts. We're going to have great music. I'll be out there DJing. It's going to be a great day. Um, Great things for the whole family to come and join. That'll be happening this week here in the RDU area. Then on next week, April 20th, April 20th and the 21st, we'll have Show Baraka here in Durham, North Carolina. On the 20th, we'll be doing a panel discussion talking about um, some things like race in the city. We're going to be talking about that. That event is free. It, there is limited space. Um, and so um, get there as soon as you can, man. That's going to be free. That's going to be at Reese City, which is also 112 Broadway Street. And then that Friday night, a night, an evening with Show Baraka. That concert is going to be going on. The tickets are on sale. Go to humblebeast.com and um, check out the tickets for that event. They start at $15. And that's happening on the 21st of April right here in Durham, North Carolina. Some of the things that we got going on. And listen, if you're going to Women's Empowerment on the 22nd of April, my man Lecrae is going to be there. That's going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the PNC Arena. A lot of great things that are going on here in the city. And um, just want to make sure I keep you guys up to date with everything that is going on. All right. Well, listen, man, I'm not going to prolong this. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. 
Here's the interview with my man Rashad King. Listen, you're going to get the raw and uncut version of this interview. We got some mistakes that are in there. I'm not editing anything. You guys are going to get the raw and uncut version of this interview. And when I come back on the other side, I'm going to let you guys know what's going to be coming up here on DJ P-Dog in the mix and what you can look forward to, all right? So here it is, my man Rashad King. So ladies and gentlemen, I have been, for those of you who don't know, I've been in the business. You see how I changed my voice there? See how we switch things up? I went yeah. from the... <laughs> <laughs> nice little radio show voice. But anyways, I, I've been in the business for over 14 years. And I've had the opportunity to meet some very amazing, talented artists um, in my time as a DJ, as a radio personality, um, as a hip-hop enthusiast. And I got to tell you guys, it's always exciting for me as a DJ to find that, that diamond in the rough, that one guy who has the it factor and when i say the it factor i'm talking about the look he's got the the style he's got the drive he's got the whole package and the guy that i'm bringing on no. today is is that kind of guy and we're going to talk about a, a lot of things here on the show today i've got no notes in front of me i got no agenda we're just going to have a conversation and hopefully you guys will get to know this kid a little bit better and understand who he is and um, go out and support his music. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Rashad King, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, Mr. King. Hey, appreciate you, Pete. Oh, appreciate you having me, man. How how you doing tonight, brother? Man, I'm doing good, man. I had some time to uh, shoot. Uh, I'm doing a promo video type deal, uh, kind of like a vlog for my project that's coming up. It's called Arcade. Uh, so I've been doing some shooting around the house, getting some interviews, um, you know, doing the behind the scenes uh, creative process of everything. So I've been doing that for the most part today. So it's been a kind of busy day, but it's been fun. You know, that's I love this stuff, man. That's what's up. Now, congratulations are in order because you recently got engaged. I did. Yes, sir. <laughs> there was a long pause there. I don't know if it was because the, the, the phone got got paused up or you, you you're thinking through this whole marriage thing i don't know which one it is it's the phone <laughs> is my phone charger in the car hey pr yeah we lost each other yeah you want to try like a normal phone call you think that might work better well it's the it's the audio ah the audio yeah um, I think there's a way to do audio only for FaceTime. I just don't know there how is. to do that. Okay. Um, Let me hang I up. Can okay. So congratulations on order because you recently got engaged, right? Yes, sir. I did, man. Now, is she is she around you right now? She actually is. She's okay. recording. So that, that means <laughs> I, I can't. Record it. That means I can't ask any. I got I to gotta be on my P's and Q's. I got to walk on no, eggshells. No, you good, man. I, she might actually answer for me. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wanted to ask you some guy questions, and now I can't ask you those questions because your fiancé is nah, around. I'll ask her to leave the room. Well, it doesn't matter that. because my wife is lingering around the house right now, so I can't ask anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm hit on both ends. I'm hit on my end and your <laughs> end. So it's, okay. <laughs> so it's not going to work out tonight. 
But let's, let's try some safe questions. We'll then. we'll try to safe the question now. What was the engage like? Tell me your engagement story, because you first of all, how old are you, bro? How old are you? So I'm 22 years old. Um, I'll be 23 when we get married. You're 22. You'll be 23 when you get married. I will be. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, you got the whole look going on, and um, you know, you're you're getting off the market here. So t- tell us a little bit about uh, you and your fiance. How did you propose, bro? Tell us that story real quick. So I hit up uh, my guy. Uh, his name is JT. Um, I hit him up and I was just like, look, man, I know I want to propose to my lady. Uh, so can you play the guitar for me? He was like, cool. So I got a couple people um, that she knew to be on my team as well, a couple of her best friends. And so they told her that they were going out to this cookout or whatever. And while I was at her place setting up you know, note cards and pictures of us and I had a video of us that was going to play when she walked in. And so she came up the stairs, um, and every card lined the stairs, and it had one reason why I loved her. And so she would pick it up and read it as she walked up each step. She came in. The video was playing, and I came from the back, and uh, JT was behind me strumming the guitar, and I sang to her. And I I popped a question, man. It was pretty cool. Now, the the cards, this isn't something that you copied and pasted from a Hallmark card, was it? This was was from the heart, right? (laughs) This was legit no, from the I wrote, heart. I wrote it all out, man. Okay. I love to write. It's one thing I do um, a lot anyway. I like to write poetry and stuff. So um, so I, I wrote everything straight out. Um, and she was crying. And she's super light-skinned, so she was like red. <laughs> but, yeah, it was funny. Nah, I heard she that. How, how many stairs are we talking? Because you said there was a note on every stair. How many stairs are we talking here? It was a uh, – how many – it was a good twelve. Twelve stairs. No kidding, bro. Twelve stairs. Wow. That's um that's impressive that you wrote twelve poems or twelve reasons why you love your, your lady. Yeah, man. That that's impressive. I may need to hire you one day because I don't Hey. I'm you sure actually I, might because I can write it, I can write a, a poem with it and then sing it too. I can do all of it. Multi talented. So this guy is a it, you're a wordsmith. That's what you are. You can you can you can write. Do it all. You can sing, and you can rap. That's that's this is what I'm talking about, guys. He's a triple threat. What else can you do? <laughs> what else can you do? Well, I've been doing uh, media. I work at a church, um, urgent church in McLeansville. So I've been doing media and things as well. So I shoot it and I uh, like edit the videos or whatever. So all the stuff I'm working on right now for. The project, as far as the promo video I was talking about previously, I'm shooting it and I'm editing it as well, directing in it nice. and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, man, trying to, you know, God, I feel like God gave me, you know, gifts for a reason, so I might as well go ahead and use them. Might as well, man. And I think, you know, in this business, bro, like, it's it's always good to be able to do more than one thing. Um, right. Now, you said you're, you, your church is in Mechanicsville? McLeansville. McLeansville. So it's like, um, where's, where's that at? It's a little, it may be like five, ten minutes away from Greensboro. Okay. Um, it's like maybe 10, 20 minutes away from my hometown, Burlington. Um, so it's like right there in the middle, in between those. There's like 10, 20 people in the town or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of it this town It is kind of small. It's kind of small. They got the one got, red no, light. It's, it's a decent amount. <laughs> it's probably like three red lights. <laughs> Not one, but you know, we got a little something, something. Man. We got a food lion. You know, there's a middle school. You, got, you, you know your thing. town is messed up. 
when the main attraction is the grocery store. <laughs> I be, bro, what is, hey guys, let's go hang out. Where we going, man? It's the food line kind of night. Let's make it hey. happen. Hey, no, seriously though, P Dog, when I was in school, when I was in college, make sure you got I your MVP in a card. Really small town. We went to, uh, we would always go to Walmart to hang out. Oh my Promise gosh. you. I mean, all have been, and I'm a big kid, and that's one thing like I love, you know, about myself is that I, I haven't let go of those childhood things that keep me, you know, having fun. So I'm all in the toy section with, you know, like that, that crazy spray, that string spray, and like spraying people on lawn boards and stuff like. You'd be surprised how much fun you can actually have going to Walmart, bro. Okay, Seriously. I'll um, I'll, I'll take <laughs> my kids to that attraction one day. <laughs> we'll see. Out of the grocery section, go to the toy section with them. Oh my gosh, that, you'll them, stay young, man. Bro. I'll stay broke. That's what I'll stay. <laughs> but they see all those toys. It's 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 a wrap for my wife. Oh, I know you can't say no to him, man. I saw him the other day. They were super oh, cute. I, I can say no to him. I cannot take them to those places. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless. So, yeah, man, it's, that's cool, man. Love the story um, about you and your lady. And she's supporting what you're doing. I mean, clearly, you've, you've got her held up there videoing you, uh, you know, late at night. I don't understand any woman who wouldn't be on board that would be doing something like that. So congratulations, bro. Sounds like you found yourself a diamond in the rough. For real, man. She's super awesome. She's always supported my music. Um, you see how I'm throwing you these, you see how I'm throwing you these softball questions just because I know she's in the room. I'm giving you, I'm helping you get some points. right. You now. really are though. Brownie I'm helping you get some like, points right now. Seriously, bro. I appreciate you, man. You're making me look real good right now. Uh, no, but seriously, she's always been supportive. Like, when I first met her, um, the first time she really noticed me, I actually was performing. And after the performance, like, I was going to try to talk to her because I had saw her, too. But she just, like, she was listening to whoever was beside me talking. She didn't even look at me. And I was like, dang. But the first time we hung out, like, I, when I played my music for her, like, she already knew, like, the words and everything. Like, she's uh, been on board since the first day. And yeah. she'll listen to mixes. Like, I'll actually let her, like, I'm... Like, when it comes to when I make music, I'm really big on people hearing the final product. Like, I don't want you to hear it if there's anything wrong with it or if I still need to fix things. And I'll let her hear it, and she'll tell me her opinion. And, like, oh, you should try this, or, you know, you can fix that. And so she's always been really helpful with that kind of stuff. That That's very encouraging, man. Here's something. I'm, I'm about to reveal something about myself very quickly because I'm going to tell you my story is a little opposite of that. You mm. know, before me and my wife started officially dating – um, I took her to one of my shows and this was back in the day when I was, I had just started DJing, uh-huh. but, and I'm, I can't believe I'm about to tell people this here on my show right now, <laughs> but there was a time where I actually was a rapper as well. Oh, snap. Yeah. Hey, these are secret gems right now. Cause I haven't even heard this one. And I remember we had a show up in, uh, in DC and she came up there with us. And we did the whole show. And I'm talking about, I changed my whole character. and every, I'm talking about, this was the time when jerseys were, were a big thing. Okay? Right. Basketball right. jerseys were a big thing. So I, I had on a basketball jersey. I had on a fitted cap. I had on um, this this silver chain with a big cross on it. And, you stop. And, and we did the whole show. I get off stage and I say, yo, what did you think about it? She said, what the heck were you doing up there? Oh, no. 
She said that was the absolute worst. You need to stick to DJing, pal, because rapping is not your thing. So I guess that's a good thing that she, you know, was able to be honest with me. She didn't sugarcoat it. Okay. Right. She held no punches. Honesty is key, man. Communication. Uh, Yeah, she communicated all right. Her words were like a fist, and they hit me right in the gut. My dreams were shattered. I I think after that, I stopped (laughs) rapping. Said, this is it. I'm done. For real? Yeah, it's it's a wrap. It's over. After, especially after That's I watched crazy. the video, and um, and I've actually still got some of those audio recordings of me rapping, and I hope that they are never found by anyone and ever released <laughs> ever. You gotta let me at least hear. <laughs> I gotta hear that. That's uh, not happening. I'm bro. glad she told you that's though. Not happen- that's she not happening. She seemed to have pointed you in the right direction because I mean, I mean, look at you now, bro. She did, and that's that's a good thing because it seems like your lady is doing the same thing, man. You, it's it's always good to have that kind of support, especially with. You know, people who are going to be that close to us in life. I mean, right. you guys are about to share a life together, and um, and I'll tell you, and again, I'm 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 saying all this stuff because I know she's there. Right. Okay. I'm I'm trying to gain a fan right now. That's what's <laughs> happening. Anyways, <laughs> I tell people that you yourself are a diamond in the rough, and here's this, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But you um, went on a trip with me. I have. And it was a trip. I mean, we, we did a lot of driving in the span of, what, three or four days or something like that. I can't even remember. It's all a blur now. Yeah. But I think we did, like, three. we did like 1,600 miles or something in like three days. It was crazy. Something crazy. It was, yeah, it was wild. But to see that she was so supportive of you going out and, and learning and gleaning, like that's, that's like she gets the clap. The DJ P dog applaud. That's what's happening right now. So you know, but uh, much much love and and blessings to you guys as you prepare to start your new life. And um, yeah, you you guys Appreciate got that. my support one hundred percent, man. It's a beautiful. Appreciate thing. it. Beautiful you gonna have to come thing. to the wedding, man, for real. Get get your suit on. Well, we'll see how the 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 old schedule is gonna work. All that thing, all those things out. The schedule's crazy this year, but we'll we'll Churches. see how. How all that is gonna work, but nonetheless, you know, even if I can't get to the wedding, we're gonna we're gonna rock out. We're gonna make some things happen. Um, oh yeah, so I'm sure we'll all get to know each other a lot better in the months and and even years to come. But um, you guys aren't here. We, okay, we got the fluffy stuff out of the way. Okay, we got the right. fluffy stuff out of the way. Let's get down to 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 business because right. I want to get into the mind and into the head of one Mister Rashad King. And first off, um, you mentioned that you you rap, you sing, you do the whole bit. How did you get into music? What at what point in your life did you say, okay, this is this is what it is? I love music. I want to do it. How did you get into it? Tell us the story. So the funny thing is, uh, I grew up around music. My dad actually was a singer himself. Um, okay, he's a a pastor as well, um, a minister. Uh, before he became a pastor, but he would always take us um, with him and we would have to sing songs before he would preach. He would oh, write our songs, man. you know, and I would lead them and everything like that. And uh, so, yeah, being a PK, the pastor's kid, you know, it it was I, always around us, being around music, you know what I mean? And, I, yeah, I do know what you mean. I, I honestly do know what you mean. I know about that life. Yeah, um, so my dad was a minister as well, and, and I know that, that, that whole song and dance act, yeah. Yep. And all the old ladies just like, you're so cute. Let them use you, honey. You know, they just egging you to go. And you're like, man, ain't nobody trying to 
But, you know, as I got older... You like, gotta watch out for those old ladies, of, man. For real, man. They be after you, seriously. Like, even now, like, Jade, she'll have to fend them off because she's like, no, actually, he's for real taking, so step back. But, <laughs> yeah, she don't, she don't play no games about stuff like that. But, yeah, man, like, as I got older, coming out of elementary school, I started mm-hmm. to like to do sports. And so, uh, like, I was in the band, so I was around music more than just one way. But my dad was like, hey, you either got to choose a sport or you got to choose music. And I was just like, well, you know, I didn't feel like I had a strong enough voice to actually be a singer. So it wasn't like I actually wanted to pursue it at that time. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just go with sports. And for years, I played sports. You know, I did chorus classes or whatever um, and would do musicals and stuff like that, you know, but... My mind and my heart was really set on sports, and I ended up going to play college football at three different schools, um, oh, Wingate wow. University. Uh, I played at a JUCO in California, Butte College, and then I played at Chawan University my last year. And it was like when I was at Chawan um, my last year playing, it just like I started to write uh, poetry and, you know, started to put it to beats and stuff. And I was just like, man, this is actually kind of cool, man. And I met this guy. And we recorded this, like, cypher, like, in his bedroom, just me and him. So it's not even really a cypher like that, but, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> and it just, like, seemed like every day, like, all I could think about was writing. Like, I was like, man, I just want to write a, a cold verse, man. Like, I, that's all I wanted to do every day. I was finding beats, and I would write to him. And then it was like, I would be like, I look at my watch, and I'm like, dang, I got to go to practice. And, like, I'd be mad that I have to go. And I'd be at practice the whole time trying to remember what it was that I wrote before I came to practice. And that's when I knew, I was like, dang, man, like, I don't think I love football anymore. I think I'm I'm starting to love this thing. And so I, I recorded my first song, and it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't good at all. But the well, people around think, me were kind of like... Yeah, I think that's everybody's story. Their first song is never the best. <laughs> but hey, never listen, great. Let, let me pause you real quickly, because I want to back up just for a quick second, and I'm going to let you get back uh-huh. to, the, to the story. Uh-huh. What you you played football for three different colleges? Yeah. Okay, you got to help me out with this, bro. First, you know, help me help me think through. Uh, like I I can't wrap my brain around this right now. Were yeah. you on like first of all, what position did you play? So, when people actually get to know me, they'll see that I'm actually a, a skinny dude. I'm you know right. I'm tall, but I'm skinny. But uh, I play wide receiver. I've always okay. been okay. thin my whole life. Uh, but I got tall in high school and. I got pretty fast. I ran like a 4-4 uh, my senior year. But I ended up I, – I didn't get a scholarship to play my freshman year, and I got redshirted. So, I mean, call it what you want. But um, I played – I mean, I redshirted there, played spring ball. And my grades, you know, as a freshman in, in college, I didn't treat school as seriously as I should have. And, you know, it was more into other things that I should not have been in. You know, my mind was everywhere else – Something about being a sheltered kid when you finally get put into like the big world is like yeah. your brain goes crazy for a little bit. I get it, and that's what happened. And uh, so I, I didn't really do that well my first year, and so I had to leave school. Um, but my brother played junior college football out there at Butte College um, in Chico, California, and he was just like, well, you know, I can talk to the receivers coach because he played receiver as well. And he was like, you know, we can see if we can get you out here because you know JUCO is 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 literally there, especially as far as sports go to help get you to a another school. Like if you have bad grades or, you know, if you weren't um, blossomed yet as an athlete, like it helped prepare you. So it was like a perfect fit. And so we ta- he showed the coach my film and me and my brother played together out there for a year. 
Um, and after that, I felt like I was ready to go, you know, back to university. So I went to Chihuahua. So it was, it was a journey, man. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, across the United States. JUCO life is crazy too, man. Like we eating spoiled food and uh, sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And this no is, this is the school that where, where people go to get prepared to go to another school. Yeah, basically. Yes, sir. Wow, they, their athletic program must be good and bad at the same time. It's like you get a good player, but you know he's not going to stay there. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Well, see, actually, like, our football program, we went 12-0 and 0 the year I played with him. We won the national championship in huh. junior college. Nice. So, like, we, we, won, we won state, and the way they do it in junior college, they vote. So we like were co-national champions with a, some other school in another state, but the way they recruit and the way that they like prepare their team it almost reminded me of like the way Bill Belichick does with the Patriots. He has uh, a system. Don't don't don't, buy don't into call that, that name on my show, buddy. I'm sorry. That, you know that's, I'm that's that's the worst. In, you know, in my but opinion. keep it honest. Let 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 put put all kind of you know our pre thoughts aside. And think about actual football and and strategy. You well, have to admit that he's one of the greatest coaches that I, I, has ever been. I think about football. I think about deflated footballs when I when I hear that name. Okay, that's, that's what I think about. But that's okay, a story for so a different. That's a story for a that different is. time. That's a story for a different time. You gonna get me started, P dog? <laughs> you gonna get me started, bro? So you you you're you going to three schools to play football? Were you on scholarship at any of these schools? I wasn't. I actually wasn't. And it's like, honestly, you know, the grace of God that I got to do the things that I got to do because I was never qualified to do them. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was my grades, you know, after they fell. When I was at junior college, I did really well. Like, I got 375 uh, at that time there. Nice. So I did, I did a lot better uh, than my first semester, um, in my first year at Wingate. But um, he opened doors for me, and I was able to walk into them because I'm – Literally every team I played on, I was always the smallest guy. I may not be the shortest, but I was always, like, the smallest. I'm in the weight room. I'm lifting the least, you know, um, with all these big old dudes. But, you know, somehow I was on the team and I could perform to a level that was either at the same or, you know, close to those that were around me. But, yeah, I don't know myself. I think about it. Some people, a lot of people can't even get into one school, you know. So that's all God, man. I can't even – yeah, I could tell you. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. But so that's that's the football stuff. Now get back to your story. You said you were writing, and you got into the music thing, and and how did all that start to blossom? So yeah, I, I wrote my like my first like I deleted that first song that I I recorded like off of SoundCloud, and I was like, yeah, this it was good for like the first week, and then I was just like, nah, this actually wasn't like they were lying to me. <laughs> and uh, but I ended up like I remember sitting in my dorm one day, and this one like little half a verse came to me and then I realized I was like, no, this isn't a verse. This is a hook. And by the time I put that song together, man, like I was just like, dang, this is crazy. And I recorded it and I got my first like good mix. You know, like when you get mixes Mm -hmm. back for songs, like especially when you first start, it's like you hear them and you're just happy that it's a mix. But the first time you hear yourself and it's like a great mix, like someone who knew what they were doing, put it together. Yeah. It was like, dang, man. And from then on, it was over. Like football lost its luster. Like I, I could care less about practice. I could care less about meetings. I didn't care about anything that we were doing. Film sessions. I was just like, man, I, I want to get to the music, and 
it came time, it came summertime, and, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was talking to my mom, and I was just like, you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go back and play football. And she was so upset because, you know, my whole life she's seen me play, um, you know, and been my biggest fan. And she was like, you just going to give it up? Like, how are you just going to give it up? And I was like, Mom, like, I promise I know what I'm doing. I love music, and I, I think I'm I'm okay. Like, I think I'm okay at it. Seriously, like, just you should see it. And she came and watched me perform one time, and after that, you know, she's never had a problem with anything that I've done musically. Um, so I got to ask you, this this first song, because I don't think you, clarif- you, you specified this or not, Mm. Uh, because you rap and you sing. The first song you recorded, was it a was it singing or was it rapping? So the first song I ever recorded um was a song called Destiny. So it was a little bit of both. Like I was singing okay. and okay. rapping. So I'm like throwing you know, I'm on my like my drizzy, Ooh. like throwing some vocals in the middle of the verses and stuff like that. Like I was doing stuff like that when I first started and you know, little auto tune here and there. That was the first song I recorded. It wasn't the first one I released, though. The first one I released was Larry Bird, but, but yeah. So you know, I my style, you know, has changed since then. But yeah. So let me ask you this, bro, because I, I, again, I want to kind of dig into the head of Rashad King and, and kind of really unearth, you know, and bring to light some things. Um, you, your, your, your dad's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, our minister, you guys are singing in a group before he he brings the word. Yep, you're a football player. Yep. How did hip hop? Where did hip hop come from for you? And I and I'm asking that from the sense of, did you hear hip hop growing up? Were you into it growing up, or did mm. it just come later? And what was the first thing you heard that was hip hop? So so music for me was funny. Because um, a lot of what I listened to was not what a lot of people around me was listening to. I went to a predominantly black school, right? Okay. So everybody there is bumping hip hop. I'm watching Jumpstart on VH1 in the mornings before. What, I go to what is Jumpstart? Jumpstart was like kind of like almost like 106 in Park was, except for there was no countdown and there was no numbers. Like they just would play music videos in the morning, and it was all basically like MTV songs, something like Kobe Calais and like. Michael Bublé and people gotcha. like that. Like, I'm listening to that kind of stuff. Okay. And I'm walking around singing, you know, stars in my toes, ain't twinkle my... And they're looking at me like, bro, what are you singing, bro? Like, <laughs> what is this madness? And I'm like, nothing, you know. But hip-hop for me started... Um, my dad listened to a couple Christian rappers. Like, he listened to uh, Ch- Canton Jones, uh, The Ambassador. He listened to uh, The Truth. So we would listen to them a little bit. We had a few of their earlier CDs. Um but so, I just wasn't – I wasn't super attached. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I knew it was – because back then, especially as a, as a kid, in the way Christian hip-hop was then, for us anyway, it was just a clean alternative to real rap. So it was kind of like – I don't know. But even though you like were – but even though you were a church kid, your parents were cool with Christian rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my parents were real cool with that. So yeah, that's they, the opposite they, of my They story. wanted us to listen to it because they knew that, like, <laughs> if we listened to the other stuff, we'd be hooked because – Let's just be honest. Hip hop is very catchy. It's a you know oh, a yeah. fo- art form that just stormed the world, and everybody you know all races love hip hop. So they were like, "All right, let's get them on this clean stuff." You know. So I thought but, you were gonna. I thought your story was gonna be a little bit similar to mine, because I didn't grow up listening to hip hop. Hip hop was not allowed at all. Um, wow. Even, even Christian hip hop, and so mm. you know the closest that I got to Christian hip hop 
would be like Carmen and DC Talk. Oh um, man. And and I and they they allowed me to listen to that. Um but then, you know, after I went off to college, bro, I I started listening to Dr. Dre and Snoop. Exactly. And so I kind of <laughs> I yeah, I went far left. <laughs> Way left. See, the funny thing about it was we we had those couple CDs um but outside of those hip hop, like if I had turned on BET, like I would probably would have got hit with the remote. Like, boy, what you doing? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We would the way like the real story of hip hop for me, like you know, the whole debate with should you know Christian hip hop be divided from secular? That wasn't happening then, so it was definitely divided in my mind. Wow. Like secular hip hop, like I would sneak. <laughs> the conversation was a lot different back then. Yeah, it, everything was different. It, like, it now was, I'm just like, dang. Yeah, it was more like, can do we allow this Christian hip hop into the church? Yeah, and nobody yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like mad, like just blown away. I was like, this is this is happening in front of my face. But yeah, I was sneaking like watch 106 or you know this countdown, everything that would be on TV. I would sneak it like when my parents went to sleep or they would leave the house during the summertime, like. You know, we would act crazy and do random stuff around the house. I remember one time we put my brother in the dryer, like, oh my you know, gosh, we <laughs> and we would watch hip hop videos and DVDs all day. Like it was. Wait, so you was, you you put your brother in the dryer and then go watch videos? Yep. See, the thing is, that story always gets people's <laughs> attention, but like everybody else got in too. I just so happened to like turn my like turn it on with him oh in it and my leave it running. Gosh. Yeah. How, what was that conversation like? So. So my brother got in, and I turned it on. He spun around like twice, and I cut it off. You know, I get in, turns it on. I spin around a couple times. But me and my brother used to beef. Like, me and my brother used to beef, like, hard. Me and my little brother, he's, like, five years younger than me. And, like, when he came on the scene, like, anybody else who's a middle child and has middle child syndrome knows that you feel like your parents just stopped caring about you when you got that younger brother. Or that younger sister. So I was like, man, you know what? I don't like him. I don't want nothing to do with him. And so we would fight and we would bicker. So when the time came for him to go in, I was just like, I'm going to let him stay in longer than we stayed in. And so like I turned it on and me and my brother are bigger than he is. So we stayed with like the pattern of the spin. Like, you know, but when he was little, really small. So we put him in, and he's, like, bouncing around. Oh, we ended man. up breaking my mom's dryer. Like, we yeah. broke the belt on it. Yeah. And she was just so confused. Like, how did it break? Like, I don't know. But you it don't was know. We, <laughs> how old were you then, like, bro? How old were you then? I was probably, like, 9 or 10 years old. Okay. I thought you was going to say you were 14. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, nah, see, we that, got in trouble. Like our parents were so strict, man. That's, so that's we a, got that's trouble a, for everything. That's an inside joke for those of you who listen to the show. Always roast the fourteen-year-old. Anyways, go you ahead. do always roast the fourteen-year-old. I caught it at their second. <laughs> yeah, I cut that man some slack, bro. Uh, he gets no slack. Yeah, <laughs> I cut him. Some slack. I'm actually gonna bring him on the show. <laughs> Word. Oh, I'm gonna, bro. I'm gonna make an attempt to get into the head of a fourteen-year-old. Can't. Ugh. It'll be interesting for sure. That, that You'll be, be surprised. I feel like everything's different than it was for us. For me, even I'm not even old yet, but it's different now. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're you're writing music now. I am. You're no longer playing football. Nope. And what year was this? Like, how long ago did all this happen? Just so that we. This kinda... was um, 
Pretty sure it's 2014, 2015. Okay. It was 2015. Yeah, it hasn't been. That's the thing, Peter. I haven't been making music for very long, actually. Yeah, so sounds like it. But I I tell you what, man, and and this is, you know, so you said this was 2014, 2015-ish? Yeah. So you and I met the top of 2016. um, Yep. February of 2016, to be exact. Um, so we've known each other now for about a year. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, checking you out. And I said, man, this guy looks like he's a rapper. But <laughs> I'm not going to assume. Um, that's, I mean, he had all the the stereotypical, you know, the, the swag. And you know, then I caught you on stage at that one particular event we were at. And um, I think you did like a verse to a song. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And um, mm-hmm. we chatted it up backstage a little bit. You gave me your CD. Mm-hmm. And I am very critical, especially for rappers. I'm very critical, any musician, but especially for rappers. Um, when it comes to certain things, especially when you're giving someone your demo, because you don't know who you're giving it to, really. You know. That's true. And so I said, I saw the demo. And at first glance... It it probably would have landed on the abyss of musical demos that I, I get. But wow. it was a hard copy, and I said, you know what, man? There's not a lot of people back here, which is good, so I'm not overwhelmed with a lot of people asking me a bunch of questions as I am usually when I'm around a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. So, I man, let me let me just reach out. Let me let me outreach. Let me not wait for him to come to me. Let me let me go out. So I saw a few things on the CD, and I brought it to your attention. And I saw, I said, man, this guy, he he owned that, and he took it well. Okay, cool. And I believe I I had invited you to stay, because I, I was going on late that night. And mm-hmm. I invited you to stay and check out my show. And I yep. think you had, like, a wedding to go to, like, the next day. I don't know if you made it to the wedding or not, because it was late. <laughs> yeah, I did. I made it. I remember that. Yeah, were you up there half dead, though? I don't know. Nah, um, I usually have a lot of energy. You do, and we're going to get into that in just a second. But, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, so you stayed around for the show, and then we all went out and grabbed food afterwards. Said, man, this guy is soaking up. Like, he's, I, in my brain, I'm like, I'm talking, and in my brain, I'm like, man, this dude is, like, really soaking up this information. He's a learner. I like that. But then I got into my car because I had to drive home that night. It was about a 45-minute drive. I popped in the demo. Okay, so you're you're already beyond the halfway mark of the average Joe Schmo who hands me a demo. Okay? The fact that I kept it near me. It's a big deal. <laughs> and then put it into my CD player That's in my car. Um, and I listened to the whole thing. It, it got me home, literally. It it got me home, bro, because it was a late night. But nonetheless, um, you know, I said, man, this kid is a learner. I like that. And I think um, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed it. Um, and I thought it was great. It was a great body of work, you know, for a guy who hadn't been in the business for a long time. You know, it's kind of like, man, this kid is going somewhere. If it's, if it's sound, it's kind of like you don't listen to where it is currently. You get all the information. You see, you know, he's only been in the business for a little while, um, and this is what it already sounds like. Man, where is he going to be in three or four years? It's going to be crazy. 
And so that's what I look at. You know, I kind of look, I kind of listen beyond what I'm hearing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I reached out to you and um, I'm going to get you to chime in here on this story in just a second. I reached I out I to you and I said, hey, man, um, I think it was like a week later. Yeah. Um, come, I'm going on a trip to Virginia Beach. Now, the veteran that I am, okay, mm-hmm. I said to myself, I want to see what this kid really, what he's really got. I'm going to see what he's really made of. We're going to go on this trip to Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was opening up for Cannon. You were, yeah. Um, in Virginia Beach, rocking out with, with the uh, Renaissance Movement Music Crew. And, you know, I got up there. We, you guys, you know, helped me unload my stuff. And we got there pretty early in a decent time. We had a mm-hmm. great show. We went out to eat afterwards. And the host of the show said, hey, man, do you want a hotel room? I said, nah, I don't need a hotel room. I got these two young bucks ride with me. <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to see what these kids are made of. I'm going to see if they can make it on a four-hour journey, you know, on, going one way and then four hours back late at night, see if they can rock with me. So we're driving back home, back to, to North Carolina. Barely. And <laughs> something happens. Why don't, why don't you tell the people what happened? So I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it from here. So P-Dog. <laughs> who ironically is trying to test if we can, you know, stay awake, if we can handle the situation, get sleepy, get sleepy, and pulls over. Was it a Love's No, bro, let's make this clear, bro. You know, I could come on and joke around and and say, you know, I I will own this. I will own it. I wasn't sleepy, bro. I was wiped out. Yeah, you like about to pass. I remember. Bro, it was bad, bro. Like, it honestly, was so funny. If I would have kept driving probably another second, we, we may not be here to talk about day. that exactly. day. That's how bad it was. So here I am trying to be the the vet. Say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what these guys are made of. And, and I think because usually I can, I can rock out those moments. I can rock them out. Yeah, and you I, did it in Orlando. Well, well, we'll get to that in a minute because I, I want to because I'm breaking myself down and I'm gonna build myself back up later. But anyways, so it was it it hit me like a ton of bricks, bro. Like I could not drive, and in my pride, bro, the pride was thick. You could cut it with a, with a knife, okay? <laughs> I said, you know, because I think one of you guys said, "Hey, man, I can I can drive a little bit." And I'm like, no, yeah. no. We're going to stop here at this gas station. I'm going to get me a big Red Bull, and I'll be fine. And I was not. I, I, was, I was not fine. I wasn't fine at all. It, it was bad. Um, and I think you actually took over driving. I did. I drove all the way home. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. So that's, that's, that's me Our trying to. Our first trip together. So that all to say this, you passed the test. I did. You, you passed the test. <laughs> Woo! I was I, like, yeah, I was hurt, bro. <laughs> it's something about, you know, I, I I travel a lot, but it's something about that particular road trip. Anytime I take it, whether it's going to Virginia Beach or driving back from Virginia Beach, for some strange reason, and it doesn't matter where I'm going, I could tell you tons of stories <laughs> on near-death experiences that I've had 
driving home late at night after a show from Virginia Beach. That's whether weird. whether I'm driving back to to here in the the Raleigh Durham area or where I formerly lived in Virginia, it, it's like it never failed. Like never failed. There was one time I was driving from Virginia Beach and I found myself driving on the opposite side of the road. Oh my I don't remember how I got there, but I know when I woke <laughs> up, I was there. And it was like, okay, it's time to get off the road right now because this is dangerous. Yeah. This is not good. This is not the business. But it, the thing is, I made up for it because I, I invited you on another trip. You did? And on this trip, you know, I said, okay, let me throw my pride out of the way. I'm not going to be able to make this trip by myself. I got to get somebody. And the only person that was available, ladies and gentlemen, was the one and only Mr. Rashad King. And we drove from um, from Burlington. I picked you up in Burlington. We drove yeah. to to Asheville, North Carolina. We did Morganton, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and then we drove to Orlando, Florida, and all the way back. And and I rocked out all the driving for that one. You did. I was ready, but you knocked it you out. Were, you were ready. And I think what kept me going was the fact that I was running my mouth. We had a lot. The whole time. <laughs> Uh, if there was a recorder in the car that day, bro, the material, I mean, what? You know, it was. Yeah, there was some real good conversations that day. The material was crazy. But yeah. we're not here to talk about me. I, I, I like traveling with you, bro, and I'm hoping that we can do some things this year. But I wanted to talk about you um, and where you are currently. Because right now, since you're working on a documentary, you're recording some stuff. Um, mm. You know, we talked about you, you're getting ready to get married and whatnot, but you also got a project that you're working on. I am. Tell us about that project, man, and the whole concept behind it real quick. So, yeah, the project is called Arcade. So basically, um, the place I am in my life right now, I just find myself like I'm graduating into like real adulthood. You know, they say you're an adult when you're 18, but there's certain things that I haven't experienced yet. And being oh, yeah. and getting married and that's that's you know, that's the biggie right there. Yeah, all these things that are coming at me now. You know, I'm at a place where I, as I'm preparing to step into these things, you know, I'm kind of looking back at you know everything that I've been through and you know the things that have made me who I am. And you know, you can ask my fiance, you can ask anybody who knows me well. I'm a goofball, like I, you know. The swag that you're saying that I have, you know, I may dress all right, but, you know, on the inside, I'm a goof. I'm a play. Like, you know, that's always been me. That's always been who I am. And I stay true to those things. And so um, part of the experience of, you know, of making this tape, you know, I, I try to stay true to those things that, you know, I've always held dear, um, like comic books and superheroes and things of that nature. And I wanted to make that a part of the music. So, my boy Yankee, um, he has this verse on my song Let There Be Lit where he says, me and RK know the game like Arcade, RK being my initials. And um, it just gave me this crazy idea, man, because we had been working on this beat, uh, the one that's actually Nintendo Days on the tape. And I was just like, man, we can make a whole project like using video game sound and beats and call it Arcade. And... You know, it started out just as that, but God started to drop things in my head like, oh, man, I could like really make this uh, this theme and this concept a lot more vast than it's just starting. Like it can be more than just, you know, these beats being, you know, video game-ish, but I can really start to talk about, you know, my childhood and, you know, things that we all relate to, you know, being kids, having fun and playing yeah. and, yeah. you know, how we rush to grow up 
But once we grow up, we realize that those days that we rushed out of were some of the best days of our lives. You know, carefree moments and, you know, getting to experience friendships that, you know, once we get older, we don't have those same things anymore. And so a lot of the things that we went through as kids, a lot of people don't get it. And I know I didn't get it as a child. I thought that, you know, well, one day I'll just be 20 something and I'll just wake up and be a grown man. But it's, it's those things that you, you go through as a child um, and growing up that make you who you are. And so this tape, um, I'm using the beats, but also the topics, you know, talking about the good things of being a child and some of the struggles I went through and uh, some of the pain of, you know, that helped made me who I am today um, and dealing with those things and those issues from my past so that I am able to move forward. Yeah. Um, and that's important for us all to do in order for us to be able to move forward to whatever it is that God is calling us to do, you know, whatever our sole purpose is in life, we, we have to deal with those things because they'll just follow us, you know, through whatever it is that we're going to next. So that's really the, the gist of, of the tape. Um, man, I'm super duper excited. Got some crazy, crazy things coming with it, man. Like the, the whole feel and the vibe. You said you liked my first, my first project, which it's definitely an honor, but I really think you'll love this next one, man. It's gonna be, it's well, gonna be ridiculous. Well, we we spin the record, um, let there be lit, um, here on on the show, um, but let let me say this because I I want to I want people to understand this because when I say I I feel that I found the diamond in the rough, I feel like I I'm watching you, bro. Like seriously, um, pay your dues. And mm. and let let me I don't I don't count you know traveling with me as paying dues like that was me trying to be a jerk, um, <laughs> seeing if you have passed the test and you did with flying colors, but but let me let me say this, I got a chance to see you in concert, mm. okay, and seeing you in this concert told me everything that I needed to know about Rashad King. This is. Post the Virginia Beach stuff, post traveling with me to Asheville and Orlando and all that. I saw you in a concert um, not too long ago, and and I want people to hear what I'm saying because I'm gonna paint you guys a picture. All right. Usually, when <laughs> oh, you think about a hip hop concert, you think about a stage, you think about a crowd, you think about a big sound system. You think about the lights, you think about the screaming fans, but you had none of those things. Matter mm. of fact, the sound system was quite crappy. You had, you had a two-piece. You had a, a guitar amp for your vocals, yep. and you had a piano amp for your music. Yep. And that right there, in and of itself, you would think, okay, so tell us about this show, though. So... You're doing this show at a rest home. Yep. You're performing for elderly people. I was. And nobody's jumping up and down. Nobody mm. is repeating none of your lyrics. Nobody is nobody's got their cell phones up taking pictures. You got none of that. And you're going in. Like you're performing a show. And I said, this kid. This kid's got it. Like, if I haven't seen anything else, I am glad that I came to witness this. And I brought my, my, my kids out, too, the twins. 
and they enjoyed it. Um, and so it was it was good, man. I mean, it wasn't the like it wasn't a amazing presentation overall because I don't think that's the ideal setting that a rapper yeah. would want to be in. We'll but be in it. <laughs> you you owned it like you made it work. And I and I'm looking at I'm watching you. I wanted to grab my phone to take a video of it, but my kids were you know they were my kids. Anyways, <laughs> you were amped like you were energy like you had energy. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, bro, like he's doing this like he's in front of thousands of people right now. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. Adapting and owning. You owned that situation and you made it work for you. And I said at that moment, this kid's got it. And so you, Thank you. I, I look at that as like, that's a paid dues moment. <laughs> I appreciate it. I looked at it like I'm watching history right now. Because when this kid really, really makes it, I'm going to be able to say, man, I remember when this dude was in a rest home. Rocking out in front of a bunch of people in wheelchairs. Blasting out eardrums of old ladies on the front row. Yeah. Yeah. She looked like she was so hurt. And I felt so bad. Like in the middle of the verse, I saw her. and was just like, oh, man. But they loved it, though. Like at They the did. End, you know, they even called you up to do an encore. They they loved it. And it's stuff like that, man, that, like, I mean, you don't get the press of, of that kind of stuff. You mm -hmm. know, so, you know, it shows how, you know, what kind of guy you are as well. So that you have good character, man. So I'm excited to support what you're doing, bro. I appreciate um, you, I'm excited about the project. I'm excited uh, where you are in life. Um, you know, hopefully something you know, that, that we've been able to do together over this last year, you've learned at least one or two things, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, make sure you, you big up your lady while she's around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Make sure you talk good. Gotta do that. About her, nah. you know, but nonetheless, I've learned a lot, man. I definitely learned a lot, especially from you, man. I appreciate the times we've gotten to go out. Yeah, man. It's always a, uh, I'm gonna start recording our conversations because, like you said, it was some good stuff. I know some of time. some of it you can keep. Some of it I might have to get you to edit that mug because I don't think the world is ready. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I don't think the world is ready. Oh man! But nonetheless, not yet. Um, Rashad King, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man. Before we get out of here, bro, um, mm. give everybody your information, your your social media, how they can keep up with you, bro. Give them all the plugs. Cool, cool. So, um, my manager Greg had me sync all of my stuff, uh, like my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram. So you can just follow me um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Legacy. So that's L E G A C Y underscore T W O, the number three and the number five. Legacy underscore two three five. Um, and on Facebook, you can follow me, uh, Rashad King. I have my artist page on there. Um, I have my personal page, but you know, y'all need all that. Y'all be good with the the artist page. But um, so yeah, follow me on there. I'm on SoundCloud as well. Um, find me on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Rashad with three A's. R A S H A A D King. That's how you spell it. So yeah, man, love to connect with you. Come out. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I'll be um, I'll be releasing my tour dates very soon. And I'm going to see if we could get Rashad King out on a couple of dates, man. So we're going we're gonna to see if we can make some things happen, ladies and gentlemen. 
But there you guys Looking have it. it. That's my man, Rashad King. Rashad, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on the show. And uh, we're going to have to have you come back on, man. And hopefully, you know, well, not ho- hopefully we can get you before you get married. And, and you know, after the album drops, you know, we want to bring you back so we can talk about some of the songs that's on the project mm. and go a little deeper into those things and kind of get some context of where you're going even further with those records. But um, But until then, man, listen. Again, you're welcome here on the show anytime. We'll make it happen. And um, we'll just see what happens from there, man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you for having me, P-Dog. You're the man, bro. So there you guys have it, man. That is my man, Rashad King. Listen, he is releasing um, some visuals to this project. Um, It's going to be released on spots like Holy Culture, Track Stars, Rep the King, Mag. And, of course, he's going to be on the one website, right? Of course. And I can't put those guys over on my show. Not happening. Even if it is my man Rashad King. You guys go find him. Again, check out his Instagram and Facebook and MySpace. Not MySpace. Oh, my gosh. What am I talking about? MySpace. He's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Legacy underscore 235. That's Legacy underscore. Spell out the word 2. T-W-O 35. And he is on there. You can check out everything that he's got going on. All right? Hey, listen, man. Here's what's coming up. Here on the show, um, uh, we got my man Crazy One. He's going to be coming on, and we're going to talk about this whole um, holy hip hop or, or hip hop awards by the Stellars. We're going to dissect that, and, and we got a lot that we agree on. We got a lot that we disagree on. We're going to talk about that. Hey, listen, the ambassador has agreed to come on the show. Can you believe it? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the ambassador of the cross movement has agreed to come on the show. And so we are going to talk about that. And I think somewhere in between all of this, I'm going to come on and I'm going to do a lot of talking. I got a lot of grievances that I want to air out. A lot of things that are going on within the Christian hip-hop world that I want to talk about. And, um, yeah, we're going to get into all those good things, all right? Well, listen, folks, this is the show. This is what I got for you guys today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my conversation with Rashad King. Hopefully you guys go out and support what this dude is doing. And um, all the great things. And join me on the next episode. I got more episodes coming with music. And if you're out there and you're an artist. And you want me to critique your music. I got a show called Slam It and Jam It. We need material. Alright. We need material. So shoot me your music at music at djpdog.com. And I'll be more than happy to bring your song onto the show. We will critique it from top to bottom. And give you an honest review of your music. Alright. Well ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm going to holler at you guys later. One love. Peace. Bad days, I suppose. Too much for me to remember. Let me back up. I'm too close. Now I can see the whole picture. You made something out of nothing. Nothing. You made something out of nothing. Nothing. P-Dog stands for Perry Depends on God's Grace. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DJPDog. That's DJPDOGG or www.djpdog.com. I'm going to holler at you guys later. One love. Peace.